Holy Ghost. But I just want to say that I love Pastor Will. Love Pavana. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 8 says that Jesus ascended on high. And he led captivity captive. And he gave gifts unto men. And he gave some to be apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. And your pastor, Pastor Will, is an amazing pastor and teacher. I don't have that gift. You probably won't take any notes unless you did a one-line from the Holy Ghost this morning. Maybe when I grow up, maybe when I grow up, I'll be able to teach like Pastor Will. Everything has like a beginning and a middle and an end. But I've been walking with God now for 30 plus years. I've been in the full-time ministry for 28. And God said that my job is to show up and slap my drums until the Holy Ghost fills the building and then let go move. So that's what we're going to do this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I know that Pastor Will, um, he maybe doesn't, is not quite as loud and shout. Like I shot. But I'm taking my jacket off. And I'm going to bring you everything that I have. Everything that the Holy Ghost has. We're going to go somewhere this morning. Now listen. My my services normally last three or four hours. I promise we're going to contract it a little bit. I think. But I was put on the earth to preach this glorious gospel. To prophesy and to pray for the sick. And I have every intention and your pastor's permission to do that this morning. Somebody who was up here introducing talked about expectancy. The key to everything. Let's let's get all this out of the way here. The key to everything in God is expectancy. Expectancy. Psalm 145.15 says the eyes of all, they look to you, God, with expectancy. To receive. And you open your hand and give them their food in due season. He meets our every need exactly when we need it. And some of y'all are lying. Because that brother asked if there were any prayer requests. And nobody said a word. But I feel sickness in the house. I feel confusion in the house. And we're going to address that in the Holy Ghost this morning. Is that alright? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm asking you in Jesus' name to do that thing that only you can do. Would you flood this very room? I commandeer this BFW hall for the Holy Ghost. Would you fill this room with your mighty presence? Like you've done all over the world, Lord. Lord, would you let your wind blow? Would you let your fire fall? Would you let the rain of heaven come down? In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, please. Just put your hand over your heart where your lungs are. Lord, in Jesus' name, I think, cursed be anything that would come against her lungs, her ability to breathe. I lose your healing power in Jesus' name. And go right now. Right now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, fill her and flood her with the Holy Ghost. And you love God. You love God, but there's a fresh infilling coming to you now. Draw down. Coming out of my left hand. In Jesus' name. For you. 
Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. All right. Amen. Just got to take care of that real quick. Hallelujah. 2 Chronicles 16.9 says that the eyes of the Lord, they go to and fro, to and fro across the whole earth. And God is looking to show Himself strong on behalf of those that are looking at Him. God is looking to and fro across the earth. And He's looking in Cypress, Texas, in the BFW Hall, for who is in His heart are inclined towards Him. God, there is something that I need from you, and I've come to receive today. You don't have to leave this building sick. You don't have to leave this building confused. God comes by the Holy Ghost, and He's never not met a need in Jesus' name. I just said that, and it bounced off the back wall. I'm going to say it again. There has never been a need that mankind has. That God did it already meet in the person of Jesus. And as far as confusion, there are supernatural instructions to be had for you today. For those of you that are here and you're facing a decision and you don't know which way to go, in the name of Jesus Christ, you will walk out those doors with your answer. There's a blueprint from heaven coming for you. All you have to do is grab it in Jesus' name. There is something about God. He'll pass over a million people that love Him. He'll pass over a million people that love Him to find just one. Who says, God, I don't want to do it my way. I don't want to try to figure this out. I just want what you want for my life. Yeah. Speak to me, Father. This is the gospel. This is the power of God. We don't do this life alone. God comes in the person of the Holy Ghost. Can you tell that I'm filled? Can you tell that there's something on the inside of me that people that are not filled with God don't have? I've tried to be quiet. I've I've tried to just sit and just teach. I've tried to do a podcast for years. It doesn't work. Because like the prophet Jeremiah said, there is fire shut up in my bones. I can't help it and I don't want to. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you a little bit this morning. About what God's doing in the earth. And it's great to hear about what God's doing in all these far from places that I'm probably going to talk about. But what good is it if He can't meet your need this morning? Amen. Amen. My job is to build your faith. To receive from God, not next Sunday, not next month when I come back, Pastor Will. Um, (laughs) In Jesus' name. Everybody, listen, if you know, if you know that you have something you need from God, just raise one hand in the air. Who am I I ministering to today? If you know you're going to have it before you leave, raise both hands. Now give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. I was just at a ministry conference in Tampa. And there was a pastor there named Pastor Moses. And Pastor Moses is a missionary to China. 
And he's smuggling Bibles into China because even though there are 200 million Christians in the underground church in China, it's still illegal to preach the real gospel of Jesus Christ in China. They have what's called state-sponsored religion where you can preach an acceptable message that allows for people to still have all their needs met by the government. But if you preach a gospel that says, I don't need anything from man, God is my source, Jehovah Jireh is my provider, that will get you locked up and thrown in jail. So Pastor Moses is smuggling Bibles into China. And right now, the penalty for smuggling one Bible is three years in prison. He got caught smuggling an 18-wheeler full of Bibles. He was immediately given the death penalty. This isn't a story I heard somewhere. I didn't read this in a newsletter. I was sitting about five, maybe ten feet from the man as he told the story. He was taken into the prison in China, and they hooked up electrodes, and they stripped him naked, they hung him upside down, and they took the electrodes and they began to put it up against his body to torture him. Because what they really wanted was to know, what churches are you delivering these Bibles to? And he said, I will die before I kill you. You know, the underground church in China is pretty awesome. They don't know from week to week where they're going to meet. And the government is always trying to infiltrate the meetings. They let people come and get quote-unquote saved, but they're not really saved. Kind of like America. They'll they'll come and get quote-unquote saved, but they're just coming in so that they can tell on all the other Christians and find out where they're going to meet. So in the underground church... They actually have to pray. Every single person in the church has to pray every Sunday morning and ask the Holy Ghost, where are we going to meet this week? Don't try this in America. Every single believer hears from the Holy Ghost accurately and they end up in a certain forest around a certain bin, beside a certain tree bed, inside somebody's house, up on somebody's roof. Everybody hears the Holy Ghost with that kind of clarity. I've been preaching this gospel 28 years. I can tell you Americans don't hear the Lord with that kind of clarity. Oh, but you can. But you can. The great Daniel, he's in heaven now, was an evangelist. He wanted to learn to hear the voice of God. So he was a rancher in Colorado and he challenged a friend of his. He said, we are going to press into God and we are going to learn to hear his voice. So they started out playing hide-and-seek. These are 30-year-old ranchers in their mid-30s. We're going to play hide-and-seek at my house. I'm going to hide, and you're going to ask the Holy Ghost, where am I hiding? And so the first time they did it, didn't work out so well. It took them an hour to find each other. But they kept at it, and they kept pressing in to hear the Lord. And it got to where there was nowhere they could hide in the house that they couldn't hear from heaven where their friend was hiding then they went out and they said, okay, we're going to go out to the garage and out to the backyard. Then they got to the place where within six months, they would go on thousand acre ranches and hide behind a tree. And they would find each other as they learned to tune in to the voice of the Holy Ghost. And they would just begin to drive in an open pasture and say, turn right here, turn left here, turn right here. You can learn to hear the voice of God as clear as you hear me talking right now. I've given my life to this pursuit. 
Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. That word know there is the same word in the Greek that Adam knew Eve and they produced children. It's like intimacy. It ain't, hey baby, I, I kind of know you. I mean, I know my wife. Jesus said that we could know his voice with the same clarity that we know. Y'all know what I'm saying? That we know our spouse. You can hear the voice of God with great clarity, but it has to be the focus of your heart. It has to be something that means more to you than your food. I help people all over hear the voice of God. God gave me this little thing. It's too much to go into. Maybe I'll come back and teach on hearing the voice of God. I can help anybody get ten times as clear on hearing the voice of God in 30 days. People all over the world have done it. Am I telling the truth? So easy. And I'm not like trying to like save and switch. I'm just not going to go there this morning. But I just want to say to you, somebody here, you're really, really, really facing a decision and you don't know which way to go. All you need is one word from God and you start stepping out and following that. It will all work out. It will all work out. Sometimes God won't give you anything but the next step. That's right. I spent 20 years pastoring a church on staff at Dallas-Fort Worth. I now live seven and a half years later in Tampa, Florida. I got there with one word. God said, resign the church and move to Tampa. And I'm just walking this thing out. Month by month, year by year, I'm just following the Holy Ghost. That's the way He leads us. You don't need the whole blueprint. You just need one word from God and obey it. Amen? Amen. Alright. So Pastor Moses is being tortured in the prison in China. But every time they take these live electrodes and they put it up against his body, instead of being electrocuted and all of his nerve receptors just being riddled with pain, he gets full of the joy of God. And he gets to laugh in the Holy Ghost. They turn that bad boy up and they continue. And they continue. And they don't just place it on your arms, men, if you know what I'm saying. They're trying to insert pain to get you to share information. But the more they do it, the more he just laughs in the Holy Ghost. So the jailer didn't believe that it was working. So he takes those electrodes and he's just going to tap himself a little bit. But he forgot and he turned it all the way up. Almost killed the jailer. Got blown against the wall. So they said, enough of this. He's not going to tell us. We are killing you by firing squad. So they take Pastor Moses. Now you already know where this story's going. Because I told you I was just in a meeting with the guy. Right? They put him in front of the firing squad. They're all wearing masks. And he begins to pray in tongues. Anybody here pray in tongues? Hallelujah. He begins to pray in tongues. A lot of people around the world believe tongues' only purpose is that you can speak a foreign language like the story I'm telling you. Not true. Don't want to be misconstrued. God gave us a prayer language. Hallelujah. Where we speak directly to Him. Praise the Lord. But Pastor Moses begins to pray in the Holy Ghost. And out of his mouth, he begins to go down the line of the people holding the guns. And they're wearing masks. And he tells them their name and the name of all their family members. Just down the line. And each one begins to just lower their guns. Lower their guns. Lower their guns. Because the, even though the Chinese are communists, they're very superstitious. And they believe that if you kill someone and the person knows who, you're, who you are, that their relatives will come back and haunt you. 
So God by the Holy Ghost gave him the names of all these all these members of the assassin squad. Gave them members of their families' names. And they just freaked out. And the, the, the main jailer, the general said, go, run, now. So Pastor Moses, and, and I mean, that, that part of the story is cool. Just wait till you hear this. One of the greatest things I've ever heard. He begins to run in the Holy Ghost. He said he began to get very tired and he fell asleep. But he was still running in the Holy Ghost. And every now and then he would be roused from sleep and he would be on the top of a mountain. He'd fall back to sleep. He's still running in the Holy Ghost. Praying in tongues the whole time. He wakes up again and he's running across the top of rivers. Praying in the Holy Ghost. He ends up 600 kilometers away three hours later in the city of Guangzhou, China. He still doesn't speak the local dialect, so he begins to just pray in tongues and a family puts him on a bus. He ran 600 kilometers in the Holy Ghost in three hours. 200 kilometers an hour for three hours while he's asleep in the Holy Ghost. That's the God of wonders that we serve. That's what God does for people to have no same And he's planning a great church in Tampa. It was just at a, at a pastor's conference online. Don't even get me started on COVID. <laughs> but certain people had to comply with local government. Certain people did not. But there was a great church conference done out of Hawaii. And they brought all their pastors from around the world. And they did it by Zoom. Because Hawaii was locked down like Melbourne, Australia. Like if you're found out on the street, you're going to jail to internment camps. Don't know if you know that or not. And so this, this young man, he comes, on the, he comes on the conference, and what they're doing is they're just testifying about what God's done the last year. And it's this pastor's network of 500 churches based out of Maui, Hawaii. Uh, Pastor James Morocco at King's Cathedral. Amazing work, and they plant churches all over the world. And so I just tuned in the conference just to be encouraged about what God's doing around the world. I mean, some people watch Netflix and chill. Some people watch Hulu and all that stuff. I don't watch any of that stuff. I want to watch things that build my spirit and build my faith. You've got to starve your doubts and feed your faith. Not feed your doubts and starve your faith. Amen? Can you imagine what the church of the Lord... I'm going to get in trouble, Pastor Will. Can you imagine what the church of the Lord Jesus would look like if the church wasn't drunk on the spirit of the world? Didn't come to church two hours on Sunday morning for a cold, maybe a warm, maybe a really good, good snack. Some places a really good snack for a couple of hours and you just feed on the sewer of the world for another six and three quarter days. Man, but this whole thing's going to turn, baby. You know why? In 2019... Now, you remember, Mike, that I was talking about King's Cathedral, yeah. Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 2019. <laughs> coming off a 40-day fast. Don't let the size of my belly fool you. I am committed to walking this thing out with the Lord in prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. And this thing's shrinking by the year. Not as much as Pastor Will's trunk since last time I saw you. You look great. You look great. So I'm coming off a fast. And I have a vision. And, you know, like Pastor Will sits in the office as a, the pastor and the teacher. I mainly flow in the office of the evangelist. But as I stand up here today, I'm actually sitting in the office of the prophet. I actually feel a mantle on my shoulders while I'm walking around talking to you. And I may go down the line and prophesy to every single person. People really, really love that. 
And that's the way I, I used to flow in the Holy Ghost like that for years and years. And I've really felt the pressure to give every single person something from God. But what I've learned after 28 years of doing this now, it's much better to just give the word of the Lord so that everybody receives. And then at the end of the meeting, I'm going to open up the altars. And I can to minister. I'll stay here until tonight. I can to minister to you, Grace and Truth Church. You, you may have had other people here and they may have said things like this. I, I'm going to tell you that with all candor, I love you. I've prayed for you. I've prayed and fasted for these meetings Right now. I, I really I really like to have three or four nights. We start getting oversaturated in the Holy Ghost. We can really go some places. And we're gonna do some stuff like that, Pastor Will. But uh, <laughs> but I'm just coming I just coming to give you all I got in our short time together. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So two thousand nineteen I had a vision and I am sitting with Governor Ron DeSantis in the state house in Florida. And I tell him by the word of the Lord. That abortion will be overturned in America tomorrow. And then I'm there the next day in the vision. And I'm showing him on my phone. And I, I have it. We just saw it in real life just the other day. It actually said Roe versus Wade overturned. And I showed you. And I said it's going to go back to the States. And this thing is going to split in two. And there's going to be two Americas. There's going to be an America that honors God. And an America that doesn't. And everyone that's really into all this security and stuff, and everyone that's really into Republican versus Democrat, they really love that part. I don't love that part. Because you know what I said in the vision by the Holy Ghost? I said it doesn't matter if there's going to be two Americas. Because there's a move of the Holy Ghost coming to the church that's going to sweep across every people church. And so it happens. Roe is overturned, praise the Lord, and so I am watching with expectancy for the wide sweeping move of the Holy Ghost across the church. And I'm so glad I get to be a part of it. Hallelujah. God is up to something in America. And there are people that prophesy with their mouth, lying words of prognostication, saying that God's done, saying it's too far gone. Oh, no, 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 no. History is full of places that look like they were too far gone. And one move of the Holy Ghost, one man, one woman, and one by heaven to help turn the whole thing. And I'm in a group of people that love God. I see men and women. They're going to be used by God in the next 24 months as this thing begins to turn. Hallelujah. And I know... I know that there's great men that have said that the third great awakening has already begun. I'm not coming against anything that they're prophesying. I don't see it. I don't see it. But I see the unfolding. I can I can literally hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I see this thing stirring in the church. And when this thing picks up momentum, and this thing picks up steam, there's no religious devil in hell that can stop it. There's no politics that can stop it. The Father of God is going to come to us in America. Hallelujah! Without a sound system, I'm going to strip my voice out. But that's okay. Hallelujah. Let me prophesy. Stand. To the Lord, stand. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come stand here, Will. Whew. So we don't have any catchers. Just saying. Nobody go to heaven unless, well, you're on your own. Normally when I call people out in other churches, everybody runs behind them. And that's okay. It's, it's all right. Okay. Let me tell you what I see. As I stand up here, I'm standing in, in a building that God has for you. 
and it's, it's been held by people that weren't faithful. But God's going to place it into your hands because He knows that you've been faithful and that you will be faithful. And the Lord says to tell you that it will not be a burden. You will never have to struggle to have it paid. Pay it. No, no, give it. No second thought, the Lord says. He's going to pay the bills because you must have it. You've actually reached a cap in your ministry. You must go to the next level and it's going to be a place that He's reserved for you. Amen. And I can see it in the Spirit. And I can see a big screen. I can see blue chairs. It is. I can see blue chairs. I can see a screen. And you're going to walk in and you're going to know. I feel like you're going to actually, you're going to go to two false directions looking. You're going to begin to look. That's your, that's your responsibility. You're going to begin to look. And I see two false directions that come. No, it looks good. This should be good. One, the price is going to be awesome. You're like, oh man, look at all we get for this. But the Lord says, no, 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 no. It's a trap full of bad maintenance cost. But there's one you're going to walk in and stand in the sanctuary. And I see the person that stands with you. You're going to say, could you give me a moment alone? And you're going to pray and you're going to feel the presence of God so real. You'll know that you know that you know. And out of your mouth, says the Lord, you'll declare, this is our home. And so it shall be in Jesus' name. There's a blessing of God waiting on you. But it's not in the field. It's in the house. And God's going to turn some things for you. And I see a calendar go to 12 months. And I see a calendar go to 24 months. Watch and see, says the Lord, what I'm going to do just for you. Just because you ask, I'm going to take a burden off of your shoulders, says the Lord. It's going to be so sweet to see what I bring you. And it's going to be a burden lifting. your destroying anointing that you walk in. And I see one of your adult children, Will and Tabana, coming along your side. Hallelujah. The Lord says that they're going to actually walk alongside you in ministry. You'll finish your days with people you can trust. Hallelujah. And one of them is an adult child that I see clearly that you prayed for. Hallelujah. Stretch your hand out toward your pastors. Father, thank you for leading them and guiding them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need to tell you something in your ear. Too little for too long. Too little for too long. I'm going to do it, says the Lord. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. While I'm prophesying, stand right here, Mike. Praise the Lord. This man flew 30 hours to be in this meeting. And he also had a wedding to go to. He's a missionary in Thailand. And he sent me a text and said that I've been, I've known in my spirit for weeks that God has something for me in this meeting. I want you to, I don't do this often. I want you to stretch your hands out this way. I want you to pray in the spirit. Because I don't know what God has for it. But I'm about to, I'm about to grab it right now. The Lord says that the seed has been placed, but the soil has been defected. 
But God said, I've seen the adjustments that you've made, that you asked me for, and I answered you. And oh, now the conditions are right. And God says, now it shall spring forth. God says, 180 days, you shall tell them, and you will see the difference, for you will hear with your ears. People say, oh my goodness, how the anointing has changed. Oh my goodness, we're going to have to change what we've been doing to make room for this gift. God said, you asked me for it, but the soil wasn't right. But you did the work. You did the, you followed the instructions I gave you. And now the Lord says, the seed breaks forth and it bears fruit. 18 months, the first six, then 18, you'll be on your own. You'll have a child and you'll be running, running, running with the vision I've given you, says the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 And I see your son. And I see your son. Chuck, come stand here. And I see your son. Ah. Because of the decision you made, God said that you changed the legacy of the big family. And I see that it went from here, and then it increased here, that even upon your son it shall rest. And even from his earliest days, he'll prophesy. I see him at the age of three telling you things that will astound you and will astound your wife. God said, I'm going to show the world what happens when you give your hearts to me in total surrender. I want to change what the name Biggs means in the kingdom of God based on the consecration that you three have laid in the altar. This generation, that generation, and the one to come, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And great shall be the legacy. Great shall be the legacy. Hallelujah. And Debbie, for you... You're known as the, the quiet one. You're known as the one that will be like back in the shadows and not, not really out in front of people. No desire for that. Love God. No desire for all that. But I see a fire being placed on, on, on you. And I see you just burning bright. Burning bright. Burning bright. And then the Lord says, I actually see a Bible flipped. Ah. So I see the Amplified Bible in. It's the desires of your heart. It's these, the secret petitions of your heart. The things that you've barely ever spoken out with your mouth. God says, I'm going to bring them to you just because you asked me. him, I release this anointing now. You'll be able to feel it. You'll be able to recall this work for the rest of your life. God says, I'm going to do the miracle for you. For you. Just because you asked how he will you Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Who's the brother that went to pray for someone in the hospital that you were sharing? Who is that? When you were standing there, I couldn't see your face, but I could see your right hand. And I could see that there's a healing gift on the inside of you, but God's about to just turn it up. God's just about to turn it up. All right, so I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to release the same healing on you. That Jesus gave to me. I impart to you now, brothers, in Jesus' name. And the Lord says, if you'll run to pray for the sick, and if you'll run to pray for the hurting, you will see with your eyes and hear with your ears my miracle working power. From this day, from this day, you believe that? It's better. It's yours. Hallelujah. Okay, Mike, where was I? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Vietnam. Vietnam. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. So we are. Uh, so I'm walking to the Sacred Peace Cathedral, and there's other 500 churches from all over the world, and they're all testifying. 
Isn't this fun? If you tell the atmosphere shifted from what it was in the beginning, this is what God feels like, folks. This is just that lightness you feel. This is the presence of God. People will inject themselves with all kinds of stuff. Running. Look for your troubles. You can't even find them. You can't even find them. Hallelujah. See, I live for this. I never, I've never done drugs. I've never been drunk. I'm like a prude. But I I live on the Holy Ghost. I don't need any of that stuff. There was an old radio preacher in New York. Maybe some of y'all heard of him, Reverend Hyde. He said, You can't lose with the stuff I use. That's how I feel right now. Hallelujah. Teach the people, Maui. This pastor comes on, and they're all sharing about their churches, and it's awesome. During COVID, we only shot by this much. During COVID, we only had to close a couple churches. There were a few good testimonies. But then this pastor comes on from Vietnam. And he says, man, you know, we, we haven't grown. And, you know, we're out in the rural areas. We weren't really touched by this whole pandemic thing. He said, but I just wanted to share what God did for us. Our pastor was arrested by the secret police. And they put him down in solitary confinement. And nobody would tell us what they did with him. His family didn't know where he was. The church didn't know where he was. So we began just to pray. And we said, we're not leaving until he's released released from prison. So they began just to pray and to pray and to pray and to pray. Something that American church knows very little about. Just to pray, just to pray, just to pray. Have you ever prayed like all night before? I mean, not a lot of people have my church in, in Tampa that we belong to, they do all-night prayer from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And it's the easiest thing you've ever done if it's done in the Holy Ghost. There's like a spirit of prayer that comes on you, and you're like, two hours went by. Six hours went by. You need a little coffee? I'm okay. And then 12 hours went by. It's just amazing. But most people, when they think about time with God, they think about, I'll give you five minutes. I'll give you 15 minutes. And if that's all you give God, well... You're not ever going to see the wonders of God in your life. There's something about God that has to be sought. And I know that Pastor Will preaches this amazing gospel of grace. We're not trying to earn anything from God. But Psalm 63 is my favorite verse in all of the Bible. And as I come back and share with you guys, I'll say that about so many different verses. But I mean it. Psalm 63 is my favorite verse in the Bible. says, God... You are my God. Early will I seek you. My heart longs for you. My soul thirsts for you. Like a man who's in a desert, weary in need of water. I can't imagine what it's like to be in the Sahara Desert, broken down, having to walk. But you can offer somebody a million dollars, and they're so parched with thirst, they just want water. God wants to be the thirst of our soul. God wants to be the hunger of our heart. And if you just give God five minutes, if you just give God 15 minutes, praise God, it's better than nothing. But you'll never enter in into the riches of His presence when you give Him less time than you give Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or TikTok or whatever all the young people do. God has to be sought after. There's something about God, even though the tomb is empty, even though we live in the shadow of the finished work of the cross, God waits to be wanted. God doesn't just manifest everywhere. I wish He did. I wish God just manifested everywhere the same all the time, but He doesn't. But God manifests everywhere that people draw down on Him. Hallelujah. 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 Because it's church. 
began to come to Vietnam began to pray. And they began to pray and pray. And the spirit of prayer fell on the church. And they prayed and they prayed. And then in a moment of time, there was their pastor standing right in the midst of them. He said, I was just sitting in solitary confinement. And he was translated by the Spirit of God right there in their midst. Hallelujah. They shut down the missionary conference. Nobody else wants to talk about how much their church grew or how many churches they had to close due to COVID. Sorry, we're going to repent. We're going on a 40 day fast. We want to see the wonders of God. Hallelujah. Can I tell you one more story? One more? All right. The greatest move of God on the earth. You know what I'm going to say, Mike. Pastor Will, you know what I'm going to say. The greatest move of God on planet Earth right now, since the book of Acts, is happening in the nation of Nigeria. You just can't even imagine. It's like the book of Acts unfolding week after week after week after week. And I've decided that I'm not going to be a typical American Christian. I'm not going to be a typical American evangelist. I'm going to be a book of Acts Father baptized man of God. And I found a group of people that they're, they're walking in something that I'm not walking in. So instead of trying to correct their theology, I'm correcting my theology. I'm saying whatever you're doing, I'm going to follow after whatever you're doing. You're seeing the dead raised on a weekly basis. I'm not. Every person you pray for sometimes is healed. I'm still not at 80%. We might hit a hundred today. We might hit a hundred today. So I am looking, I am looking for anywhere in the earth where they're walking in more than I am. Instead of just trying to say, No, I've got my Bible and I've got my theology, I'm telling you how it's supposed to be. No, no. My granddad used to say the proof of the pudding in the eating. And if you're manifesting the works of God more than I am, I want to humble myself and listen to you. Amen. Yeah. So in Nigeria, there's this young associate pastor. The name of the church is Winner's Chapel, Living Faith Worldwide. They're building only seats. It's in the Guinness World Records. It's the largest sanctuary on earth. They're building only seats 54,000. But their overflow seats 300,000, and they have five services every Sunday morning. It's the greatest move of God in the, in the, in the history of the world. 18,000 pastors on staff. 30,000 people live on the church property. Unbelievable. Awesome. And all of that free in a nation with 60% unemployment and a 200 to 1 exchange rate. The wonders of God. They have a 25 year old associate pastor there who just dives in in humility and says, I'm here every time the doors are open. I'm just looking for a place to serve. I'm never going to take the pulpit from Bishop David Oyedepo, the founder of the church. This is never going to be my church. I'm never going to be senior pastor here. But I'm going to dive in and I'm going to give Jesus all that I have. It's the way we all should live. Hallelujah. It's what I admire about your pastor. You know, Jesus said about the disciple when he was calling the disciples. What he said about Nathaniel was this. There is one in whom there is no guile. That's what I think about your pastor. Pastor Will, in, in the New Living it says... Exceeding integrity. I, I, I wonder all the time. We talked on the phone. Pretty regular. Not enough. Sorry. We talked on the phone pretty regular. And I'm always marked by Pastor Will. How can you be in the ministry, pastoring, and be so pure-hearted and so positive? I've never heard him say a negative word about anything or anybody. 
He's like, I want to be like you when I grow up. I literally, I feel like I'm talking to Jesus. And it's awesome. And I honor you, sir. Hallelujah. And I thought of that because that young man reminds me. The spirit that he possessed reminds me of that excellent spirit that Pastor Will has. So that man, the 25-year-old associate pastor, he had been in the army. And he had a bullet that he received in his, in his right elbow. And it shattered his elbows. I mean, just completely destroyed it. And so he got a very crude, rudimentary elbow replacement. And so here in America, not in the third world, we have pretty amazing joints. You run into people that are like the bionic man, the bionic woman. Maybe some of y'all have elbows or knees or whatever, you know. Pretty amazing what they can do. Well, they don't have the same technology in Nigeria. And so he did get an elbow replacement, but it just hurt. It didn't graft into the bone properly, and he was in pain night and day. And he came in from a meeting where 130,000 people gave their heart to Jesus in one meeting. And he was just serving with all of his heart. And he heard the Holy Ghost say, you have worked for me. Now as you sleep, I'm going to work for you. And he didn't know what it meant. But he went to bed that night and he woke up. And when he woke up, that elbow joint was laying next to him on the bed. And the first thing he did is go... I got a new elbow. I got a new elbow. And they do have serial numbers. And it's his. And I, I got this picture on my phone. Anytime I'm ever even tempted to have a, a, even a little bit of a down day, I'll just look at that picture and say, God, you're no respecter of person. If you're doing that in Nigeria, baby, you're doing that in Tampa, Florida, for Russell Morgan and his family. Hallelujah. So I tell you those things. Because this, this is my life's pursuit. Is the power of God. First Corinthians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5 really is my favorite verse in all of the Bible. <laughs> Paul said, I didn't come to you with the enticing words of human wisdom. I didn't come to you in great excellency of speech, the King James Bible says. He said, I came to you in demonstration of the Spirit and the power that your faith might not be in the wisdom of man, but in the miracle working. God am I filled power of Almighty God. When I was 17 years old, I read that verse. I had just gotten saved. This man here in the black shirt, Chuck Biggs and his wife Debbie, this man led me to Jesus in 1991. Everything I'm doing in the ministry, everything we're doing all over the world is all fruits to his account. I'm here preaching today because this man came to a computer store in Clear Lake, Texas and God said, give that 17-year-old boy anything he needs. I have a call of God on his life. And he obeyed. Amazing. And I love you and I honor you, sir, with all my heart. So, First Corinthians 2, 4, and 5, Paul said, I didn't come to you to give you a talk. I didn't come to give you a bunch of points and a point. I came to you in demonstration of the Spirit and the power so that your faith isn't in what man faith to what man can figure out, but your faith is in the power of God. Yes. And so I made my ministry. It's all I needed to do. That bird just jumped off the, off the book, landed in my heart, and I said, you called me to preach and have power of God ministries. The power of God world outreach, and here we are, all these years later, all these millions of dollars later that we put into world missions all over the world, 
all because of one verse that leaps off the page and exploded on the inside of me. And it's why I preach the way I do. All I'm trying to do is build your faith. So when I begin to minister to your greatest need, you're going to receive. And if you know that I will call this meeting a failure, if I can't bring from heaven what you need, I haven't done my job. In fact, when I pray for you in a little bit, you just sit back. Don't worry about your faith. I'll carry the same thing. I've been praying and fasting. Your greatest need, God's going to meet. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Which direction do I want to go? We'll go this way. When we talk about the wonders of God that we see all over the world, why are we seeing that in America? Is there a difference? Is God different in Nigeria? Is God different in China? Is God different in Vietnam? People have all kinds of great answers. But it's all a bunch of poo. Or can we just call it crap? It all stinks. And it's all wrong. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6. I look at this verse all the time. God said, I am the Lord and I change not. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it's more than I can go into today. But in... And I feel like I might want to minister on this, but I'm going a different direction. But I was ordered, instructed by my boss, the head of the church, the Lord Jesus Christ, to have the church pray going into the election of 2020. And every prophet that I greatly respect said, Trump's going to win and this thing's in the back. And I would tell my wife almost every day, I hate to say that these men are missing it because they have much larger ministries than I have with years and years of credible prophetic words behind them. But something is off in my spirit and as I go to the Lord, He said, I want you to have the church pray. And I'm not getting into politics. I could not, I don't give two poos about politics. I don't watch the news. I am prevented by God from even looking at that stuff. Creates too much noise to hear His voice accurately. Go buddy. But again, the Lord said, I want you to have my church pray for America. And every time I would pray, and I'm not getting into what you think this sounds like, the Lord would say, I abhor unbalanced weights and measures. And I knew that something was off. I mean, off. And I told Belinda, and I'm just, I'm grieving over something's off. And everyone I know and love and trust, I mean, the largest ministries in the world are putting all their credibility on the line saying, I see Trump inaugurated. He's going to be, you know, all these things. I'm going to pray. And on this 40-day fast, on day 37, I caught COVID. And my body was just weakened. And I was, like, offended that I didn't even get COVID. I never been sick. I was put on the earth to obliterate sickness and disease, not go down with sickness and disease. So I paid no attention to it. It's, I don't participate in sickness. I don't participate in poverty. I know that sounds like just preacher talk, but it's the way I live. But I was getting weaker and weaker. But I didn't even notice because I'm just praying. And I'm just fasting and night and day. I'm interceding for America. And I've got all my churches all over the world that we've raised up. They're all praying and fasting for America. 
I mean, dozens of churches in Pakistan, the second largest Muslim nation on earth, they're praying and fasting for 40 days for America. And I felt myself getting weaker and weaker. I ended up going to the hospital. Um, I actually I just went to urgent care, and I thought I needed IV fluids. I had a fever for days, and I had ice packs under my arms and on top of my bald head. And my wife would slather my chest with big spaco rub, and I'm going to come out of it like I come out of everything else. I've never been knocked down by sickness ever, but I ended up in a hospital and ended up dying. Well, I don't understand. I ended up leaving. I like left for like a nanosecond, and then I came back. And I, and, and, and I love the ministry, but I don't have time this morning. But I felt what it's like to leave the earth. I felt that dial of life just go down, down, down. And I told the doctor, I'm leaving. And I was totally the job. For three days. Wasn't in a coma. I felt myself fade. I felt myself come back. And I don't remember the next three days. I was in a coma wing. I grabbed that doctor by the nap of his shirt and I pulled him down to me. I told him all this later. I said, I'm a man of God. You give me a chair and a place to pace and I'm coming out of here. <laughs> so I woke up in a Kobe weed and on a military hospital and there was a recliner next to my chair and they moved all the beds and had me a little aisle to walk and I did no oxygen tank. And I say, I'm stronger today than I was an hour ago. Yes. I can breathe more now than I can breathe an hour ago. I'm not dying. I'm coming back. Yes. And I did. Praise the Lord. But in those three days. And Will, I'm trying to like, I'm doing my best. Praise the Lord. I'm take a water. This is the most precious thing to me on earth, what I'm about to share with you. Young people don't ever get fat. <laughs> Three days I was caught away with God. Anything that I asked God, He would not just answer me before I could even articulate it. He would show me why. He would show me the righteousness of it. I'm convinced that if I'd asked God who shot JFK, He would have shown me the assassin. Where, where whoever was praying for him missed it, where all the intercessors were not, he would have showed me every angle in the righteousness of God and even who like who assassinated JFK. But all I cared about were things of the kingdom. And I asked him question after question as I lay there. And I'm convinced because my body was so weak. It was just my spirit just raining. Just raining. And I was in the, the deepest communion with God I've ever known. And as I came back from COVID and I got my strength back, I took my family to the beach uh, for a month. And I just sat on the beach side and I just spent time with God and I felt the life of God just pouring into me. But as it did, all of the things we talked about began to fade. And I only remember maybe, maybe like 5% of what we talked about. But I, I mean, I, I want you to know that there's no person on earth more fully persuaded that God is good and that He is righteous. And that his ways are beyond our ways. But we can trust him completely. But I begin, I begin to ask God, why am I not seeing? Why is the Western church not seeing your miracle working power? Like you see it all over the earth. I mean, we're, we're here and we're like Holy Ghost, charismatic people, most of us spirit filled and everything. You know, if you go to all the different churches, tens of thousands of churches in the greater Houston area, 
I'm in Houston, yeah? yeah. I'm in Houston, yeah. Great reason. Tens of thousands of churches, they believe all kinds of different things. But let me tell you from someone who's deeply involved in the underground church around the world. Everybody's baptized in the Holy Ghost. You can't stare down death on a daily basis and not be filled with the fire of God. Belinda and I, we went to a church in Dallas and we went to meet this Anglican priest who literally is raising up churches in the shadow. Are we recording? We are. He, he raises up churches in the shadow of one of the most wicked terrorist groups on earth. And they actually train people how to behead Christians right across from their underground training facility. They actually baptize new believers right across the street from the general's house. It's awesome. When you see like on CNN, you see the baddest dudes in the world doing all kinds of wicked things to Christians. It's their training ground. He has an underground church across the street. I said, I want to meet you, baby. <laughs> so we were messaging back and forth. And I said, hey, we're coming, but we're not Anglican. My wife, my kids will be there. We're not Anglican. So if you see the lost Holy Ghost dude in the back, just know that we're, we're, not, we're not trying to be rude. I don't know when to stand up or when to sit down or when to respond. He said, Russell, Russell. Everybody's baptized in the Holy Ghost where we are. We don't even have denominations. He said all the Southern Baptists aren't allowed to even tell all their sponsoring churches. They're all baptized in the Holy Ghost. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, you wouldn't last six months here. So I love that. So I'm in the hospital and I'm asking God this big question. And he answered me. And I want to share this with you. And this is the foundation of what I share now for this season of my life in ministry. I asked God, why don't we see the wonders of God in America? And I know all the answers. God put me supernaturally in the ministry when I was 19 years old. He gave me out of Bible school supernaturally and put me into the full-time ministry. And I knew everything when I was 19. I mean, I knew everything. I mean, I could tell everybody how to win the world for Jesus. I'm almost 48 years old, and I, I am so happy saying, I don't know. I don't know. I'm following the Holy Ghost. You follow the Holy Ghost and we're going to turn this thing, baby. That's all I know. But God answered me on why we don't see the wonders of God. And in the the little bit of time we have left, I'm just going to give you the answer. But I can't go into it in depth. But I'm giving it to you as a seed. Because it's infected every Western believer. It's this poisonous doubt and unbelief. And I'm going to show you where it comes from. And if you receive it with humility... It'll bring great life to you. If you receive it with pride, you'll just think I'm a jerk. And I'm not. But I am sometimes. But, you know. <laughs> Religious people don't like me, but only those people love me. That's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. Genesis 1.29 says that God gave in the garden, on the sixth day, that He gave every herb-bearing seed and fruit-bearing tree for food for us and for all the animals, all, all, all the plant. I mean, all the plant life. Everything God made perfect provision for them. And people pick that verse and say that we shouldn't eat meat, but they're lying. Amen. They're lying. Yes. 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 One of the signs of the end times is they'll say that you can't eat meat anymore. So when you watch, go to the UN's website, and I'm not rallying on anything political, but go to the United Nations website, look up Agenda 2030. They have an agenda that the world will no longer eat meat. Not me, baby. I will eat a ribeye and laugh. (laughs) So God gave us original food 
And he looked at it and he said it was good. You guys know the story? Yeah. Yes. So now we fast forward however much time, whatever you believe about how many days of creation we're in. And if you believe the earth is 6,000 years old or millions of years old, but the gap, it doesn't matter. But we, here we are in 2022, and the food that we eat is no longer like the food that was back in the garden in Genesis 1.29. It's been genetically modified. You can actually take a tomato and you can actually look at it and it doesn't look anything like the tomato that would have been in the garden that God said is good. And people will say, but that's because we wanted to make our crops drought resistant. We wanted to make them grow bigger. We wanted to do all these things. And there are some pretty cool things they've done with genetics. But I'll tell you this by revelation of the Spirit of God. Your body doesn't recognize things that mess up God's perfect design. And this is why we see such an explosion of sickness and diseases in the, in the organized, um, civilized world. It's just the food we consume, it's been corrupted. I saw all this when I was caught away with God. But I'm not telling you to change your diet. I'm going somewhere else with it. Okay? <laughs> but we genetically modified the food that it no longer looks like the original. Grace and Truth Church, what we call faith, no longer looks like the original. What we call miracles and deliverance, religious people get ready to get mad, what we call prosperity, all these things, they've been genetically modified by religion. Yes. Genetically modified yes. and no longer resembles the original. Yes. And so, it's not enough to just know that, but what do you do about it? I have two words for you from heaven. Two words. Don't participate. There's a corrupted faith that sweeps the church. And it looks good. Ish. And it sounds good. Ish. And it, it, it smells kind of bad. But it's all the people who have ever been doled out. It's all they've ever been given. And if they got a chapter and verse, they can slap on it. We think that's real. But it's not. And quickly, I want to go somewhere in the Word today. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, I want to turn with me to Mark chapter 6. Pastor Will, I promised myself on the drive over here, I would at least turn to one scripture so that you couldn't say that I was preaching error. Just kidding. <laughs> Everybody at Mark 6? Make this your heart's meditation on the days to come. I'm going to change it up on you. Is that okay? Hallelujah. Look with me to Matthew chapter 8. Because we're still going to do communion. Okay, Pastor Will? Okay. Holy Ghost and Amen. Matthew chapter 8, I'm reading from the New King James. I'm going to read to you, starting in verse 5. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed and dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I'm also a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. Verse 10 is where I want us to focus. When Jesus heard it, he marveled 
and said to those who followed, Assuredly I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. This man took God at his word. And he made the Son of God marvel. When I was going to have you turn to Mark chapter 6, there's another place where it made the Son of God marvel. That he marveled at their unbelief. So what we do can actually make God marvel. And I have purpose in my heart. God, I am so going to believe your word. I'm so going to be drunk on your spirit and all the things that you say that I'm going to make you marvel because there's nothing in me that will doubt you. And this is non-genetically modified faith. Get rid of all the answers of why it doesn't happen. Get rid of your theology that says God must have some reason. Get rid of this demon of hell that says God must be sovereign and withholding it from me for some higher purpose. The tomb is empty. Jesus is risen. And you I will buy you a sound system. I will buy you a sound system for your new church. And I'm not kidding. You find the building, I'm buying you a sound system. Praise the Lord. This is non-genetically modified faith. And I'm closing. I will take God at His word. And when I don't understand, I'm going to believe God. And I'm not going to speak one word contrary. If it's delay the day, I'm not going to say one thing, but I know that Jesus paid for it, and I have it. If it doesn't come today, I'm not going to start tearing up all the things I've said for months in faith with words of unbelief. I'm going to believe you, God, that I have no way to be. I have no other option. God, you said it. I will it, and I receive it in Jesus' name. That's Bible faith. And people will think you're crazy when you live by organic, non-genetically modified Bible faith. This is organic faith. There's organic miracles. There's organic deliverance. There's organic prosperity. And I've committed to the Lord. We're actually building a studio in Tampa, Florida. And I'm going to broadcast non-genetically modified Book of Acts, Holy Ghost, Bible preaching until God tells me to do something different. Hallelujah. In my church in Keller, was preaching along these lines one Sunday morning. There was a young girl that came in. Her name was Hannah. Hannah was 15 years old. And her caregivers had brought her in. And they were traveling through Dallas-Fort Worth on their way to another state. And Hannah had been taken away from her parents. He'd been made a ward of the state. And she was been taken to be committed to a sanitarium. So this precious girl taken away from her family. Put into a sanitarium. And she's now going to be a ward of another bureaucratic state government and they're going to take care of her for the rest of her life. No. And I was preaching along these lines about believing God and seeing the impossible. That's what we're going to do here in just a minute. Hannah came up for prayer. She's standing next to my pastor. We were tight in the service. And we prayed for Hannah. 
She fell out in the Holy Ghost. I told everyone, leave her alone. Let the Lord work. Yes. She gets off the floor. She calls her caregivers over. And she said a man and wife walked through the wall of the building. He bent down and he reached on the inside of me and he pulled something out. So the caregiver said, what do you think we should do? I said, they're going to put a warrant out for your arrest if you don't show up to the hospital. I said, but we know that the Lord Jesus walked through the wall of River of Grace Church in Keller, Texas and touched Hannah. Let's watch the miracle be confirmed. They took her into processing in that sanitarium. They kept her for 72 hours and they released her and said, we see no signs of mental illness. We see nothing that we can do. Often and living a great life today. This is the God that we serve. And I'm going to shift gears here for a minute and we're going to do communion, but we're going to do Holy Ghost communion. Is that all right? Yes. I'm going to draft my son, Russ, and Mike. I'm going to have to pass off the elements. I want everyone just to get the elements as I minister a little bit along communion. And then I'm just going to prepare your heart. I want you to begin, we're going to focus on the Lord's Supper. But I want you to be holding in your heart your greatest need. What do you need to see God do for you? If the Lord Jesus were to walk through that wall, He's done it three times in my meetings in my life, walk through the side wall. If the Lord Jesus were to stand in front of you and say, what shall I do for you today? I want you to have that in your heart. And then we're going to pray. And my own minister, I don't think we're going to pray. I'm, I'm actually going to lay hands on anyone that wants it, and we're going to see the power of God flow in this building. That's a promise. It happens everywhere I go. But we're going to turn our attention right now on the Lord's Supper. Which is one of my favorite subjects. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 52, not 53. Isaiah 52. We all know that Isaiah 53 is the prophecy of the Messiah. And we all know that in 1 Peter 2.24, that Peter, writing by the Holy Ghost, said it's not just by his stripes that we are healed. Peter says it's by his stripes that we were healed. He was looking back at an empty tomb, and he knew that we were healed. But something that, that most people miss is Isaiah 52. And I'm going to read it to you. You can turn there if you want to. It's going to be verse 13 through 15. Actually, so 13 and 14. Isaiah 52, 13. Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and extolled and be very high. Just as many were astonished at you, so his visage was marred more than any man and his form more than the sons of man. It says here that when Jesus took upon him the stripes, that his body was marred. It was beaten more than any person ever. He took a beating. You guys probably saw a passion of the Christ with Mel Gibson. They got a rated R rating. And it's horrific to watch the beating that Jesus has given in that movie. But it's nothing. I mean, it's not even 1% of what Jesus really took. It says that Jesus took those stripes upon His back, upon and on His front, and upon His head, for you and for me. And He didn't even resemble a man anymore. I never take the Lord's Supper. For we're admonished not to take the Lord's Supper unworthily. 
I never take the Lord's Supper without letting my heart's focus. Jesus, you did that for me. If you've never seen a demonstration of a cat of nine tails and what those leather straps and pieces of bone and pottery will do, it'll change you. When you see that He took a beating for you, and to not receive what He took is an offense to the Lord Jesus Christ. When I was laying in that hospital, the Lord spoke to me in my left ear. And He said, if you can't be healed, then Jesus wasn't raised. And I told my wife, I'm not dying. That's a word from heaven. If you can't be healed, then Jesus wasn't raised. And so we're going to hold in our hands. <coughs> oh, you got the kind that need the gift of interpretation, though. <laughs> but I got it. Hallelujah. Hey, Pastor Will, chalicecup.com. Much better. Chalicecup.com. I got, my, I got some in my bag. I'll give you a couple. But okay, let's hold in our hands the bread. We're not going to take this unworthily. We're not going to take this lightly. We're going to take this and we're going to remember this in the name of the Lord Jesus and what He did for us and what His stripes bought for us. If you have physical pain in your body, this happens everywhere I minister. If you have physical pain in your body right now, as you take this bread, your pain will leave. Check it out. You'll see. You'll see. Say that surely He bore this for us. And so we're not Catholic. We don't believe this is the literal body of Christ. But we do this in remembrance of all that He's done. And as it crosses the threshold of our lips and onto our tongue, we receive everything that Jesus paid for, for us. And we do this now in remembrance of you. In Jesus' name, take the bread. Jesus said that this cup is the new covenant. Oh, He's given us a better covenant built on better promises. Hallelujah. We no longer have to have the blood of bulls and goats anymore. But the Lamb was slain for us. And He's made us just as pure and just as holy and just as righteous as He is. This is the most powerful substance in all of creation because it reconciled God to man. And we are now the children of Almighty God. And we take this now. Oh, we take this now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Pastor Will. I'm going to just begin to minister, and we're going to we're going to go ahead and if you need to leave, I promise it's okay. Um, we're not really laid out to like minister the way that I like, but it's okay. Here's what I'm asking you to do: if you want prayer, I want you to come fill the center section, but leave room so that I can get to you. I'm not going to pray in mass. If we were a large church, and even if we got 300 people, I just pray in mass. You thought I'm going to come to you. I'm going to hold your hands, and we're going to believe God together. But really, you're resting on my faith. I have to get to avoiding the miracles I've given my life. 
We're going to believe God, and I want you to target your greatest need. Listen, if you only need a $100 bill net by next Tuesday, let's not do that. But if that's your greatest need, let's do it. But whatever you need, we're going to do. But do we have any way to play any background music or just anything? Okay. Right here, right here. Just show me something pretty. I don't mind. Pastor Will, you can come stand with me. Listen, I don't have any catchers. Some of you are going to feel the power of God flow through your body. You go to heaven, you're on your own. <laughs> Russ, come here and just stand with me. Hallelujah. Okay, listen. You have to get it down to one sentence. No life stories. No 30 years ago it happened. Tell me your greatest need. And Pastor Will and I, we're going to come and we're going to release our faith. And you're going to leave different. If I be a man of God, if I be filled with the Spirit of God, you'll leave this place different. In Jesus' name. What do you need, sister? Okay. The strength of God. The strength of God is coming into your body. Okay? In Jesus' name, I release it now. Strength! But the dial turned up. Stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger in Jesus' name. The strength of God. Just take a second. Just straight, 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 straight in Jesus' name. Strength in these joints, strength in these muscles. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. stronger and stronger and stronger in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the way you Father, in Jesus' name, we'll pray for your life. Your mama? In Jesus' name, the life of God flows into you, sister. The life of God flows into you, sister. In Jesus' name, a miracle now. In Jesus' name. There's words that she says already. This is what the Lord shows me. New ones are coming. New ones are coming. New ones are coming. Don't tell Pastor Will. He'll tell me. They're coming. But I see words that have been spoken over. One more thing. I curse everyone in Jesus' name. Everything over you says you'll never get any better. This is the best it's ever going to be. Oh, are we grateful for how it is? No, 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 no. I decree and declare in Jesus' name the glory of God manifested in you. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, I'll lose the power of God through your body right now. Hey, girls, both be keep my right, my kid, Now, in Jesus' name, I don't even know. Hey, in Jesus' name, right now. Thank you, Father. Oh, glory. Uh, did you feel it? Did you feel it? Yeah. Hey, that's the power of God. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hey. Hallelujah. All right. Come here. What do you need? Everything. Father, take it to it now. I lose it. I lose it now. In Jesus' name. Filled with the Holy Ghost and fire now. Put your hand on your belly. Lord, I lose it yeah. in the hole now in Jesus' name. The Holy Ghost. Now, 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 now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come. 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 Come
I saw the power of God coming on you there to me. What do you mean? Oh, I have a great anointing to bring children back. Hallelujah. Tell me the child's name. Adam, what's your husband's name? Joseph. Joseph. Healing. Healing for Joseph in Jesus' name. Hey, but Adam, I called you home. Saved and filled with the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Hey, your phone is going to ring. It's going to be Adam. Hey, this happens everywhere when I pray. Adam, come on. In Jesus' name. <laughs> you believe that? Yes. All right. You'll tell Pastor Will and he'll tell me. Adam, he's coming home. He's going to call you. In Jesus' name. Is that your greatest need? No. I stand in front of you. I stand in front of you. I believe you need an overhaul by the Holy Ghost. Yeah, that's what I believe. I stand in front of you, and I just see joints and all kinds of things that need an overhaul by the Holy Ghost. Hey, that's what He does. He just pours that oil of gladness even over your joints. Maybe you still move and hurt. You don't move and hurt anymore. All right. In Jesus' name, an overhaul. An overhaul now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Pastor Will, we come and do this for three nights if you won't even believe the things that we see. Come, everyone, come forward. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hi. What do you need? Uh, I ask about healing for your seizures. No. Okay. All right. Okay. So what I want to ask God to give you everything that you need. Even the things in your heart that you don't even know what to say. Alright? That's what I'm asking. Father, in Jesus' name, I loose it upon her now. In Jesus' name, God. Man, I feel the power of God coming again. Jesus, thank you for doing this. For her, now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hey, no more. Yeah. Hey, no more. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Alright. Can I say the Lord of God sitting on you during the meeting too? I like your spirit. Alright. Father, according to his heart's desires, in Jesus' name. Hey, look at me. I see you laying in bed and waking up, and it's between 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning. I see you having a major encounter with God, and instructions coming. This next season of your life, you're not actually going to dwindle and go down and have less strength. You're actually going to get busier and have more strength. There's instructions coming from the Lord in the night, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Where's my daughter? Where's my daughter, Madison? That girl right there was diagnosed with juvenile arthritis. Was told that the cross sides of her body, she used to live profoundly. They told her that she could go blind. But you look at her now, and she can walk and jump and leave. Can you imagine what that for somebody that seeing sickness removed from them? How old are you when the Lord spoke to you on the holy what day would happen to you? 
When she was seven years old, the Lord told her what day she would be completely healed. And on that day, she was able to bend and play and run without lifting. And so, just put your hands on her. Father, in Jesus' name, I curse this autoimmune disorder now. Arthritis, by the word of the Lord, go! Now, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Do you attend church here? Sometimes. Yeah, the Lord told me you need to get your blood here. Your whole life's going to change. You just get your life in the state. That's what the Lord told me. I'm not, I'm not trying to embarrass you. I'm just telling you. So, if you don't want God's best, then stay away from the house of God. But if you want to see your life radically change, get here and stay here. Plug in and watch what happens. I won't even recognize you when I come back. I'm not coming back sooner than this. But in six months, You'll be a completely different person by the hand of God. I'll tell you this much too. You're going to preach the gospel. I don't know what was in you when you were a child, but I can see a seed on the inside of you. You're going to preach this gospel. Maybe not full time like I do, but they're going to, it'll be said of you, says the Lord. She's a preacher of the gospel. Something else in your body down here in your belly. Right here. Hand right here. I'm not touching you inappropriately. I curse whatever this is in Jesus' name. Amen. You'll be regular. You'll have no problems. In Jesus' name, eat whatever you want to. Go, I say, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yeah. I would like to see my son's daughter-in-law and grandchildren worshiping the Lord. Okay. Family, we call you forth now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We call you for hey Chuck, come here real quick. We call you for down in Jesus' name. Pray for her and bring her her family needs to come back. Hallelujah. Thank you for putting a hook in their mouth and turning them around God. We call him back. We call him back by name. We call him home talk in the name of Jesus. And we call it done. And we look for it. We expect it from him in Jesus' name. Done it. There's some kind of cancer going on. We're going to take care of that right now. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, Lord. Hallelujah. We pray against this cancer. And cancer, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You have no right in the body of Christ. No right. No place. No authority. We rebuke you and we cast you out. And we call in help and wholeness by the stripes of Jesus. Help and wholeness in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Can I pray for you? Come on, Dan. Come on, brother. This is my friend Dan. Amen. I'm just over here. I don't know anything about you. I'm just telling you that one thing I know I could sniff out in this world is people that are called to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. You are called to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And listen, when I see your tabs and all that kind of stuff, I don't say that based on any natural knowledge. You're going to reach people that would never, ever come around, even come into the house of God, the house of the Lord. But I see you preaching the gospel, but the Lord is bidding you come closer. Come closer. And I'm trying to embarrass you or anything, man. I don't even call you out the Lord and pray for him right now. So I'd rather have you mad at me to talk at closer to the Lord. He's going to transform your life. And with your permission, I'm going to put my hand on your chest and pray for you. And I'm going to take this thing that's on the inside of me, and I'm going to release it on the inside of you. So this fire and this passion for God that's on the inside of me, I'm going to impart it into you. Is that okay? It'd be nothing but good. All right. In Jesus' name. 
I lose the Holy Ghost. Lord, I impart to him gifts of the Holy Ghost. Lord, thank you for giving me the gift of prophecy. Lord, that you carry the word of the Lord. Lord, whatever's going on here is blood. In Jesus' name, it's purified right now. Lord, even the effects of sin from years ago, Father, in Jesus' name, I loose into you, my brother, the mighty power of God that cleanses the effects of old sin. Now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, I like you too. What you need for this? Better help? You need one thing. It's the Lord in Jesus' name. You need everything that He needs this. Father, hey. I see the Lord going before you and on the crooked place straight. I see you walking up the hill to the right, the hill to the left, and I see that from this day you're going to walk straight forward. The Lord goes before you and He makes that crooked place straight. You don't even know how much you need this, but I'm just praying what I see in my spirit. In Jesus' name, straight ahead. In Jesus' name. Amen. You go to church in the Okay, all right. Boy, I like your spirit. <laughs> wow. Praise the Lord. I'm glad I came home for a Sunday. What do you need to repent? Well, you can have that, but there's something else. What, what's your greatest need? What's going on in your body? Yeah, that's what it is right here. I have, listen, there was a time of life I couldn't sleep. And the Lord actually said to me, I give my beloved, even their sleep, and I slept perfectly. That's my wife. Drives her crazy. I can fall straight to sleep and stay asleep. The Lord, from that day to this, and I'm going to impart that into you right now. Because you're talking to me about your family, and it's real. And it's real. That you, you think this is not, you're not being selfish. This is what you came for. And it's what you're going to receive right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You will sleep. You will not you will not sleep again, Lord, with any droppings whatsoever in Jesus' mighty name. That from this day forward, you'll be able to count the days from the day that you will sleep soundly every single night from here on out. Thank you, you that now. I call you back now in Jesus' name. You have problems with your blood sugar? Yeah. Blood sugar? No blood sugar, but blood pressure. Yeah. Something here. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Perfectly regular now in Jesus' name. I'm not going to push you over. I'll put my hand on top of your head. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Perfect numbers in Jesus' name. Yeah, this pancreas. No diabetes. Perfect blood sugar. Perfect blood pressure. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Alright. Who else? Let's come this way. What do you need from heaven? Now, feel it coming out of my right hand. Close your eyes. Raise your left hand to heaven. 
And it's closing you now. In Jesus' name. Into every muscle, into every tissue, now. The strength of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You go to church here? Faithfully? Never miss. No. Praise the Lord. I'm glad. <laughs> All right. Good. In Jesus' name. All right. Uh, hey, God, what do you need to do? So, so, I've been praying for this meeting. Pause. I've been praying for you. I've been seeing your face in the spirit for a few weeks. I've interceded for you. This face here with those tears, I've interceded for you. And I'm going to ask you what you need. God gives it to you now. In Jesus' name, I've been praying for you for the last like six weeks. As I've seen in the spirit this thing, I've seen that face, and I've seen those tears. The Lord turns me. The Lord turns me. Jesus! Yes. Put your hand on your chest. Put your hand on your chest. Put my hand on your chest. In Jesus' name, I loose it now. What only you can do, God, now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's going to make such a difference. It's going to make such a difference. Hey, I don't say this to I've been here for you. I can't make such a difference. All right. Perfect. Perfect. We don't stay in that place. You feel it? We don't stay in that place. It's perfect. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You believe that? All right. Praise the Lord. Coming back. Sorry. All right. Okay, say it one more time. Man, I felt that family thing. Got all kind of family stuff. Yeah. All right. Give me his name. His name is John. All right. Hold my hand. You guys connected? Yeah. Give me your hand. Josh! Yes. Straighten up. By the word of the Lord. Straighten up. Righteousness now. In Jesus' name. Yes. I see the Lord disrupting his sleep yeah. until he makes this right. Amen. In yeah. Jesus' name, because we ask. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you so Yeah. Back, shoulders, chest. Debbie. I need to pray for your muscles and spine and stuff. Go ahead, sorry. Two for one, come here. Father, I loose now the power of God. God, into this skeletal system. Lord, into every disc. In Jesus' name, I loose it now. I loose it now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Feel something out coming out of my right hand. This happens. This happens. Hallelujah. Close your eyes, just receive. Not on your faith, not faith. Flow through this body now. In Jesus' name. I hear the Lord say to you, one more thing. What would you have me do to you? Because you could have wavered, but you didn't. You absolutely, I don't know, I don't know what I'm saying. The Lord said, because you could have wavered, but you didn't. The Lord said, ask me, and I'm going to do it for you. That's your word. That's what you came here for. All right? You don't make more sense, I promise. All right. Anyone else need prayer?
healing ministry for the next 20 years praying for people with the side effects of the vaccine so if you guys know people that are vaccinated, look, they, people make all kinds of personal decisions, but there's all kinds of side effects coming into people's lives bring them to the house of God man, Jesus paid for the healing of all mankind, even stuff that's messed people up Amen. hi what do you need from heaven? Yes. 
Listen, we're gonna, I'm turning the service back over to Pastor Will. Grace and Truth Church, Grace and Truth Church, I love you. I mean, you guys are you guys are different than what I'm used to. But I feel at home here. And I love your pastor, and I pledge anything that he needs, I will do. I may just come and sit in the back. I just I love your pastor, and I'm gonna be seeing you again. That's We just thank God for you, Russell and Belinda. Thank you for coming. We thank all of you for coming. And uh, this time with you is precious. And we will we will be uh, looking upon this fondly for the rest of our life. Amen. And you know that you don't have to ask to come back. He has a he has carte blanche. And, uh, he literally is uh, like my family. And they're, they're our extended family. So... Uh, you'll be seeing more Russell, and I know that you're glad you finally got to meet him. I, I've talked about him uh, a lot, but uh, was it worth the wait? Amen. How many of you received everything you asked for today? Amen. Yes, I did. Amen. Don't, don't let your faith rest until you see the full manifestation of it. Just stand believing. No plan B. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Lord, we just thank you. We want to. We want to pray for you, Russell. John uh, has something in mind for sure, and we just want to. We want to pray over you and Belinda. Pick him up. Yeah. Thank you. We love you guys. Thank you. All right. Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us to come here to worship together. We thank you for all of the precious manna from heaven that we have received. We thank you, Lord, that we receive it into to good, plowed ground, that we will nourish it, let it take root and bear fruit in our lives, that we are healed everywhere we hurt, empowered by your promises and love. 
by you and prospered in every way. And we thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. We thank you for the Lorfings and all of their their friends and family. We just thank you for traveling mercies and blessings and guidance and and perfect prosperity and provision for them and for all of us and all those who here will hear this message in, in any format in the future. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Am